If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be in therapy right now. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be moving out of New York after the last 11 years of struggle. Wow. As I was telling my cousin on the drive here. In My Head with Jake West is a transparent look into the life and mind of a Caribbean woman having human experiences. Get into my mind as I share my most vulnerable thoughts and honest experiences. I'll take you on a roller coaster of emotions as you get to know someone who might share similar experiences with you. Some might make you speechless, you'll definitely laugh. Others might make you angry and some might even but my very real, very long, very little weekly podcast will always keep you coming back on board. Join me as I talk to myself, talk to you, and even talk to some special friends in my head. <laughs> in my head is an introspective look from a voyeuristic point of view. I love y'all. <laughs> I'm so, so honored, so grateful that each and every one of you braved the weather, braved your personal circumstances, drove from Boston, Boston in the building, <laughs> drove from the Bronx, the Bronx in the building, Yonkers, <laughs> Harlem's in the building, Brooklyn's in the building. Connecticut's in the building. <laughs> I love y'all, I love y'all, I love y'all. For those who are seated, y'all lucky. For those of y'all standing, y'all will stand all night because y'all be going to FET for six hours standing and dancing to stripping music. So y'all could definitely stand for at least an hour and listen to your girls. So I want to welcome you to my very real, very raw, very relatable live experience of the In My Head podcast. Thank you so much. Make some noise for yourself. So, I really don't know what the fuck I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> like dead ass. No, seriously. <laughs> Did anyone hear today's episode? Did anyone hear today's episode? All right, what was my apology? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> So to the people that I owe an apology, I love y'all. I know you love me too. That's the best apology I can give. <laughs> Shout out to the guys in the kitchen. For those of y'all eating right now, you gotta pay honor where honors do. Shout out to O'Neal, O'Dane, I think, Terrell, Ricky. Those are the people behind the scenes that make shit happen, just like I got to. Acknowledge the people behind the scenes that make my podcast what it is. So shout out to my dude, Vanur. Grammy Award nominated producer, sound engineer, vocalist, all that shit, percussionist, guitarist, pianist, multi-hyphenated. Um, but we got a lot of things to talk about. So before I start talking, y'all need to spend some money. Fuck this shit. This might be free for, for some of y'all, but it's not free for me. And if you did not see how Brooklyn is changing and Franklin is gone, all we kind of have is Nostrand Avenue. So shout out to the entire team here. This is Caribbean owned, black owned, support your own, buy a devil's dick or a poison pussy, or a one night stand, or, <laughs> or a devil's dick. Um, shout out to all the bartenders. I have to give everyone their acknowledgement because sometimes we get in the mix of things and forget to thank people. So I wanna do that first, how about that? Um, shout out to my team, Kadipa is over here. Raise your hand, Kadipa. So I ain't gonna ask y'all for much. I'm gonna ask y'all for a lot, I'm not gonna ask you for much. But we got limited elevation requires separation tees. Show them, Sonia. So this is it in white. We got it in black. Support your girl. This podcast is expensive as fuck. Like, no, I'm telling you. It's expensive for studio. It's expensive for editing. He ain't cheap. He Grammy nominated. <laughs> like, and, and I got to pay for his Ubers. This shit is not free. <laughs> So please, I want to make sure there's only about 40 left. And I know I got more than 40 people here. 
So if you really love me like you say you love me, there will be no t-shirts here by the end of the night, right? There'll be no t-shirts here by the end of the night, right? Because you love me that much, there ain't gonna be no goddamn t-shirts here at the end of the night. Okay, cause I'm gonna bill some of y'all, Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, all that shit. All right, so here's what, we have a really dope live experience tonight. If you don't know the basis, hi pretty people. If you don't know the basis of what the podcast is about, it's all about what's in my head. Um, coupled with things that I know that you, my Macos, AKA Boyers, <laughs> are kind of, you're living vicariously through me oftentimes. Oh wow, I received that. And sometimes you're like, God damn, she went through that shit too? I felt that, or my God, did she really just say that on a podcast? Oh my God, good thing she's not working in corporate. Um, but I wanna acknowledge the people who have listened to the podcast and it's resonated with their soul so much that you've actually shed a tear. And I know there are anybody could raise their hand you want to be that honest that you cried while listening to my podcast? Wow. I see you, Jen, in the back. Wow. <laughs> that means a lot to me because it's, um, it's very vulnerable being in a space where you think you're talking to yourself, which I really am. Me and G, shout out to G, he's gonna hear this on the recording. G's my sound engineer. Um, but you're giving so much of yourself and your personal stories and struggles and hardships, and you are left depleted sometimes, which I have been because I'm like, yo, what are people going to think about me? But I'm so happy that within the last three months, we've been heard in over 54 countries. In the last three months, I've had 16 people start therapy. I've had three people start medication. And we gotta be really honest about that. Us, us brown folks don't wanna talk about taking medication, but some, sometimes that's the only option you have. And it's okay, it's okay. And you don't have to tell people your business either. They don't need to know shit. They don't need to know that you've seen a therapist every Thursday at 6 p.m. in the city. They don't need to know your business. They don't need to know that you're seeing a marriage counselor. They don't need to know that you're taking your kid for therapy as well. Um, but therapy is essential. I'm a big advocate for that, especially within our Caribbean community, our black community. We've, we, we live through so much trauma and this whole myth of the strong black woman, it's a fucking myth, okay? We might be strong in a lot of areas, but oftentimes when we go home and we take that cape off, we crying our fucking eyes out. This life is hard, especially when you're wearing a mask and fancy look real nice right now and my eyelashes is popping and shit. Y'all don't see me with a snotty nose and I, listen, it be nasty sometimes. I be looking like a little bit, like I be looking like I live on Charlotte Street in Trinidad. It be looking real grungy. But that's, that's the dynamic of life. And this is how multi-dimensional we are. We have to put on different faces for different places and play different roles. And so we're gonna talk more about that tonight. But before we're gonna get into that, I want to acknowledge um, one of my guests that will be coming up, Ali. I feel you better get ready. She's coming up, you know why? Because I am celibate, y'all. Y'all need to find me some dick because <laughs> it's been <laughs> dead ass, yo. <laughs> anybody offering, anybody offering. <laughs> no, seriously, so there, there I've been talking about masturbation, and it's so crazy that there are some people that just think this is still a taboo subject to talk about touching yourself. You ain't gonna wanna touch yourself, but you want he to come touch you. How you gonna know if you're doing it right if you don't know what gets you good? Like, you can't even make you come? You want him to make? Listen, listen, ladies, this is all about being an independent, strong woman. You need to make sure you know how to call your own name. Say your own name. 
say your own name, okay? Make sure it's so good that you can say your own God. I say my own name, honey, listen. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> All right, so here's what. I'm going to bring up my girl, Allie, and I want you guys to be open-minded, but before that, make sure you go to the bar. Make sure you get a devil's dick. To some of y'all... <laughs> Some of y'all need that. Shout out to Lyra at the bar. She just made a truth serum. That's my favorite. It's, it's amazing. All right, Jen. She said it's amazing. So make sure you get a devil's dick or a poison pussy or somebody gonna get me a one night stand. Um, anyway, yes. Let me just sit. I'm gonna get comfortable. Uh, so calling to the stage, one of my dearest friends, um, Alicia Ali Eiffel is Brooklyn born, Caribbean, living in Crown Heights, hailing from Barbados. She is an island woman to the fullest. Allie is the founder of Let's Talk About Forum, which she created when she saw that there was a lack of positive talks and imaging for Caribbean ladies. Allie decided for these talks to reach out to ladies of Caribbean and Latino communities to get the conversation going. Uh, she is said as a first-generation Barbadian, or Bajan, why I couldn't just say Bajan, first-generation Bajan. <laughs> she believes that uh, we need to break the cycles of unhealthy relationships, both sexually and mentally, by having conversations that circle around mental health, HIV, AIDS, STDs, cultural stigma, and last but definitely not least, Sex, y'all. Sex. Real nasty, dirty. Okay, sorry. Just sex, okay? So, <laughs> I want y'all to put your hands together for my first guest, my dear friend, Allie Eiffel. <laughs> you like nastiness, Gary. <laughs> okay, turn to the... So they could see it. Elevation requires separation. It's now available over here. Go get yourself a goddamn t-shirt. Okay. Allie, welcome. Y'all yes, yes. make some noise for Allie. Hi, Ipe. everyone. Hi, 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 hi. Let's get straight to it. You I ain't sure? had sex in like over seven months, girl. You didn't have sex in over seven months? I have not had sexual intercourse in over seven months. No type of penetration. Mouth. Back, front, no. ear, nose. Nothing. You're asking a lot, yo. I have to ask because these are the questions I put that my need own fingers in. Does that count? That does count. I have not had sexual intercourse with another person. What is under those nails? Yo. Oh my God. Oh. I have to ask. These are the questions. I wash my hands, honey. Okay, you wash your hands. I'm a very clean person. Okay, no problem. Gee, she come out swinging. You want to sniff it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at no, 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 no. But I have some. You I have some stuff? That. I have some stuff. You want to okay. get your stuff? You sure? Yeah. You want to see it? Y'all want to see your stuff? See Let, let's see your stuff. Oh, Hopefully. Yeah. Could it's not Hi, okay. Heidi. It's not. Okay. Hi, Sean. No. So, <laughs> What's in the bag? Okay, so before I bring these out, yeah. let's have a conversation sure. with the crowd. Uh -huh. So, how many of you guys in here have sex? Woo! By the show of hands. Y'all lying motherfuckers, all the way down in the back. Okay, put your hands up. Where's Vegas? And His hand I is mean, not up. <laughs> and when I mean by sex, I mean any type of sex. Because some people think sex is just penetration. Right or wrong? Right. Right. They don't, they don't factor in oral sex oral, and sex. anal, you name it. They don't factor in those topics. So when we talk about sex, we're going to talk about sex. Okay, let's talk about it. You ready to talk? I'm not, and I'm not sure. You sure? <laughs> Why are you afraid? Don't be afraid. I always say that it's always good to have an open conversation about sex because you never know who you're having sex with unless you ask. So let's talk about that, right? A lot of times um, we just start dating somebody mm -hmm. and things are going nice. Yes. And then they're walking you home mm -hmm. and they're kissing you goodnight. Mm -hmm. What could happen in that situation? Anything can happen in that situation. You can ask them, you want to come upstairs? You want a nightcap? You want a head cap? Can I, can, can I write that down? Can yeah. somebody write that down? Can I get a head cap? Head cap. 
put out my next t-shirt. Because <laughs> I'm a trademark, you for that, you know. But no, being honest, we as, and I'm going to speak on the I, I realize within our culture, Caribbean, Latina, you name it, it's very taboo to talk about sex. Still. Still, Still, right. Parents are not even talking to their children no, about sex. They no. don't know how to have that conversation. And I could say I'm grateful enough for the mother that I have that is very liberal, beige to her heart, but chose to... How liberal? Did I she mean, show you a blue movie? She showed me how to put a condom on with a banana. And I was 11. Come, mama. Okay. <laughs> She literally broke it down to me and was and in my head. I'm like, why is my mom putting on a balloon with a banana? A but you know, and I'm confused. <laughs> but she's selling me because my mom worked in retail and she lost a lot of friends who were like family to her due to HIV AIDS. Right. So I am an 80s baby growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, right here in Crown Heights, Dean Street. And Losing people, you know. Let's talk about that. So you work for the Department of Health. Yes. And mental hygiene. Yes. You are a sex educator with the Department of Health. Yes. Let's talk about statistics real quick because you grew up in Crown Heights, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk about the demographic and people and STDs, SDIs, because Crown Heights is predominantly Caribbean and yes. black, right? Yes, we have a Jewish population, but... Talk to me about the statistics and our people, our color, and the rise in STDs and STIs. So currently right now, the last numbers that came out via um, Department of Health was one in five Caribbean women wow. contracting an STD and STI. Wow. And then we had one in three women contracting HIV AIDS. Wow. Wow. This is why I am celibate. I am why no devil day. <laughs> and you know what's so crazy about that? It's women that are assuming it can't happen to me. I'm in a monogamous relationship, and Very I'm putting true. quotations there. I'm in a monogamous relationship. My partner is not having partners and so forth. And how do you know that? Are you with your partner 24 hours a day, seven days a week? When your partner said they at work, are they really at work? Are they out somewhere? You know, we as human beings do what we want to do and we make time for that. So I call this segment sexual healing, but you, as much as the act of sex can be very healing, which it really is, so if you have yourself a partner who loves you really, really, cares for your spirit and your mental health. That experience is phenomenal, right? But what happens, like you're saying, if your partner is unfaithful and you see how that can really affect your mental health. Definitely. And affect your physical health. Almost sure. What are some of the instances that you've seen? I've seen women ages, I'm gonna say about my mom's age. My mom is gonna be 70 in December. I've seen women 65, 66 contracting the HIV virus in a marriage, okay? In a marriage. I've had women say to me, you know, um, my husband um, tells me we have to go to the doctor to get a shot. And I'm like, you're going for a shot for what? I don't ask any questions. What? Because it's a cultural part. Because as long as he comes home at night. Yes. That's all that matters. Ain't that some truth for some people? Like, mm-hmm. we've lived in some communities and some households where as long as dad came home, mom ain't really gonna do anything, right. but we know he ain't really up and up. Uh-oh. Is that an amen over there? You all right? <laughs> but it is true. It is. And we don't realize that the cycle continues within us. So if we reflect on how we grew up or what we saw in our community, whether it be our mom and dad or auntie and uncle or whatever the case may be, that's been imprinted on us. So what happens? We get older and we fall into the same cycle over again. So we're, we're trying to break generational trauma and generational bad habits right. and even some generational curses. And so... Let's talk healthy sex. Healthy sex. Let's talk healthy sex. So healthy sex, 
Before what's you in even the bag, start, though? you so much want to know what's I in this bag. I want to know what's in your bag. So healthy sex starts <laughs> before you even get here. Healthy sex starts with communication. And when I mean by communication, I mean asking, you know, if, if you first date, second date, you know we all go through that honeymoon stage where we know we don't, we try to show our good side. But healthy sex starts where, when last were you tested? Talk about it. You know? And when I mean tested, I'm not just talking about HIV, AIDS. I'm talking about oh. STDs mm -hmm. and STIs. So we have those two. And people get confused with those. So STIs is sexually transmitted infection, meaning... You can be infected and then there is an antibiotic to cure it, but you can be reinfected again over and over and over. If you continue to go to that same partner and do not communicate saying, hey, I have chlamydia. You have to go take antibiotics. I have to take antibiotics. I'm sorry, y'all. Some of y'all eating like, I didn't want to hear about chlamydia and I'm eating calamari and shit. Like, what the but fuck? But it's the truth. We have a strain of gonorrhea out there right now that's not curable right now. And people don't wow. even realize it. Antibiotics is not working for it. Wow. And it's so much people thinking it cannot happen to me. And that's why I started Let's Talk About, because it can happen to you. Okay, so since I'm no longer going to be having sex, okay. just with myself. <laughs> You're going to have sex, don't worry. It's coming, it's coming. Lord sent him Amen. healthy, healthy, STD-free, STI-free, debt-free, drama-free, baby mama-free. Like, you got to claim it, yo. You got to be very specific right. with your ask, okay? Okay, hello, hi. So you definitely have to have, before you even have have sex you have to have that communication and a lot of us even myself at one point in time before I got into this field I used to be second-guessing myself like can I ask these questions like what are they gonna think how are they gonna feel but then I have to realize listen I have one body mm -hmm. <laughs> I can this body has gone through some stuff mm -hmm. but when the day is done I only have one I can't replace it I can't go exchange it I could maybe go get a little nip and you got to take care of you first definitely Always, and in that everything. Is, and that is something that we don't think that far because it goes back to the mental component of needing to have someone there. That's a whole other component. Right. So prior to what's in here, you got to have that conversation. With, so if I'm conversing with myself. Okay, if you're conversing with yourself, so you Can we go in the bag now? You want to go in the bag? So <laughs> let's converse with the bag. The bag has... Yes, Lord. And their suction cup too. Ooh, Don't pop it I haven't seen this in a very long time. Hey, I feel hey, like, stop off feel like a jelly. Come on, come Why? on. And it has veins. <laughs> Do we have any live replica of this in the book? <laughs> I just want to see something real quick. <laughs> Is there a live version I can see real quick? We're not going there. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. There you go. But no. So why, do you have, why do you walk around with dildos in your bag, yo? There's so many answers to that, but I'm going to stick to the professional one. I walk around with dildos in a bag. is because when I do sexual health classes, I have to bring... These, I could have brought more. I could have brought my portable vagina as well. I was not about to say, where's the vagina? I'm sorry. It was just, you know, it, I, it got ripped because one of the, This is you so know? sexist. I just like, she should have had some. It, it was got, ripped. It was ripped. How it was ripped? Because the, the prosthetic vagina I have, it, it shows birth. everything. No, it didn't give birth. <laughs> but it shows everything. It shows the cervix. The whole inner Whose parts. Whose hand was in the vagina? I have kids, adults that I give trainings to, so everybody this is so layered. Look at Auntie. Auntie's like, oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like my mom. Does she come? Does she come to my forums and be watching? Hi, <laughs> but no, these I walk around with is because people need to know how to properly put on a condom. I've also brought. FC2, FC2 condoms, which are condoms that can be used on a female and a male as well. I have a question. Let's just be... I want you to know that this is a very safe space. So don't be trifling, y'all, and going outside and talking people's business. This is an actual safe space. Mm -hmm. I actually saged this place out before y'all came here. This is a safe space. Has, have any of you ladies ever used a female condom? 
It's not called a female condom. An no FC2. More. FC2 condom. Well, I would say a female condom because then you know what I'm talking about. Or do you solely depend on a man to have a condom? Because I would say I solely depend on a man to have a condom. No. I've never used a no. female condom. And even if you, why depend on a man to bring a condom into the forum? Well, first of all, I walk in with my own condoms for him to wear. Oh, like, that's why I'm asking. When you say that you're only, you depend on a man for a condom, and I, are you bringing it to say, hey? Of course I'm bringing it. not every person I have, girl. Okay. I'm just, I'm just yeah, asking. Yo, who's just laughed at? That's, that's my best. <laughs> you got to be prepared without an opportunity there to have an opportunity. And you are not prepared, okay? <laughs> yeah, I have a, yeah. So, no. do what, so let me ask you a question. No, I don't, um, don't want to answer any questions. I'm going to ask the questions. <laughs> One question. No, no, I don't like these questions. Why not? I was supposed to be having Why not? Okay. Why not? Come on. Let's communicate. I don't like this. Communication? <laughs> you, who wants me to ask Jay a oh. question? So, Jay, oh, what's it. going on in your head? <laughs> <laughs> now, the question is, when you carry around these condoms, do you carry flavor, magnums, ribbed? Bearskin. Bearskin? Why bearskin? Uh, I like a very natural feel. Natural? However, let me be very forthcoming because some of y'all might think I'm a hoe and I ain't no goddamn hoe. Okay, listen. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a relationship type of person. But even if, if, if I wanted to have a hotation, I'm still going to make sure that I'm well. Listen, y'all could judge me Hold however y'all want to fucking so, judge me. I, be, I, I just wish I was getting dick, but said, I'm not. Now you said the second, the key thing you said is your relationship type of person. So now being in a relationship. It doesn't really matter based on all the things we're talking about anyway, whether exactly, I'm in a relationship or not. Exactly. You have to be able to know that we all are at risk. Whether you're in a relationship or not, we all are at so risk. So basically, someone could have a one-night stand tonight and be totally fine, but go home to their husband and contract something. Yeah. So you guys could have a one-night stand that's available at the bar right now. It's only $15. Okay? <laughs> Make sure you get But yeah, it can happen. Do you guys have any question for Allie real quick so we can open up to the floor? Don't be shy. Were you having sex this weekend? By the show, who's gonna have sex? <laughs> Who was having sex this weekend? I want to live vicariously through you. Yes, in the yellow. Yes, did you? Did, did you have? It was it good. Did you use a condom? No, I'm married. Ooh. So Don't even, ask her no more. She business. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I promise. I promise. Because the head, the switch arts. You have a question. Come on. Take the mic. So for the people who are couples, how do you broach the conversation to get tested? Very good question. Thank you. So normally, what I tell everyone, because I keep it general, because some people will say they're in a relationship. Some people think. They may not be in one, but sleep next to a person every night. So I keep it straight across the board. So I explain to them is to say, you know, I want to take care of me. You need to take care of you. Let's go get tested. And if there's any red flag where they start to become hesitant or resistant and start asking questions, you come with the touch. And that touch is saying, come on. We want to be healthy for each other. It, that sounds really great in like theory, like just having this conversation. But a lot of people are not having that conversation. You would think that because I've been in a relationship so long with this person, I could be so forthcoming to talk about this. But that in itself lies in the mental health component of why can't you have that kind of honest dialogue with your partner? True. And I will give an example of the lady I shared where she said her husband always telling her maybe about once a year they have to go get a shot. And I said to her, what does that conversation entail? Like, what does he come to you? Where does he come to you? How does he come to you with it? And she's like, oh, a Caribbean lady. Oh, he come. He say, hey, we have a doctor's appointment. I said, but do you go see your GYN? Because let's be real. 
Some of us don't see the GY yet, especially if you're premenopausal and menopausal. Mm. We think, or if you had a hysterectomy, whether it's partial, full, we think we don't need to see the GYN, and when you still need to see the GYN. But to answer your question, I think it goes back to a level of trust and communication. And if you are having sex, and it could be so many different factors. It could be domestic violence in that household, and domestic violence can go whether it's physical, mental, financial, there's different levels of it, so there should be more entail to it. But if it's a conversation where you've been now dating, it's been six months, nine months, you should be comfortable enough. If you're comfortable enough to have sex, you should be comfortable enough to say, where were you last tested? Let's go get tested together. Right, and there's places where you can go get tested and you do not have to pay one place was my former employer, Diaspora Community Services, which is on here on East New York Avenue. They provide free HIV testing, STD testing. They were blessed me enough for me to use my toys again, even though I don't work with them. Giving you dildos and shit. Of course. Mm -hmm. I'm loved, you know? Mm -hmm. But to go back, condoms. There's so many different types, and I like to stress this. Lambskin, no because you still can contract an STD, and STI, because there's still pores in it. Just like us as human beings have pores, lambs have pores as well. Mm. So if someone, male or female, tells you, I'm allergic to latex, there's polyurethane condoms, there's nitrile condoms, which is made out of the FC2 condom now. FC2 condom, which was formerly known as the female condom, you can have that in for eight hours. Go out come to Savvy, you know, get a meal, wind down low, come back up, go I don't even go wear home. a tampon for eight hours. The fuck, I'm walking around a goddamn country hey, listen, for eight hours. things happen. And the reason why they've changed the name from female condom to FC2 is because it could be used for males as well. Because we in our Caribbean community have males who have sex with other males that do Very not true. talk do not identify that they're gay or bi, but they just have sex. But I think a lot of times when we talk about that subject of men having sex with men, it's so layered. We have a lot of people in our community who are in same-sex relationships, and mm -hmm. we should often say that as well and acknowledge that, and there's no shame in being in a same-sex relationship. Definitely I think not. for us in our community, there are people who are living double lives. Definitely. So that's where we need to have these discussions, and they might be your DJ in the party in that soca fed that you don't know about. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Um, Ali, is there anything you want to specifically share? Because we're going to have to go to our next segment. I don't want to drown them all night with Dick and you're not giving me... No, never mind. I'm not getting none. I was going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> Hold gonna... your tongue. Okay. So tell people how they can get in contact with you because you're doing a lot of things in the community. So just in case we have educators here, people who have uh, community initiatives, let them know how they can get in contact with you. Well, you can contact me. I have an Instagram page. It's called Let's Talk About 1818. It's on Instagram. You can follow me there. You can send me a message via there. If you can't reach me, you can reach Jay who I am blessed to know. I was able to be introduced to her through a mutual friend of ours, Afia, she, who couldn't be here tonight. But, you know, it goes back to communication. I look at this as I'm bringing these topics to the forefront. I'm from here. I know about these things. I'm educating my community because that's the only way we can give back. If we don't, if we don't talk, who's going to talk for us? So... I Thank love you. the fact that you're standing in the gap for us people of color, making sure that we are constantly getting the information of testing. Get tested, get tested, get tested. It's not something you do every six months. Get tested as often as possible, as often as needed. And it's not just HIV AIDS, but STDs and STIs as well. Okay, so we're about to go on a break right now. I want y'all to make some noise for Allie. Thank you. I'm going to keep your dildos. I'm going to take them home. I'll buy you one. <laughs> All right, let's take a break real quick. Let people from outside come in. Y'all feeling good? 
So um, I go way back with this brother, and I said it today on my podcast. He knew me when I had milk in my breast, and Mimi is 15 now. Um, Multi-hyphenated. He is a, a professor. He is now pursuing his doctorate. And I'm so honored that he would even ask me to write a recommendation for him. That, that meant a lot to me. Um, he is a dancer. He's an activist. He is um, very big on arts and culture. He is a first-generation American um, with a Trinidadian background. Uh, his father was one of the founding members of Sesame Flyers. Um, this young man has traveled the globe. Traveled the globe. Africa is his second home. And he has a heart for men, especially young men. And he has a whole bunch of kids that he didn't give birth to, but they're all his children. They call them, call him his, their, their dance dad. And he is also like a second dad to Mimi, my baby, Mimi Blessed. Kevin McEwen, I absolutely love you. Put your hands together for Kevin McEwen. Hello, hello. Yo. Good night, good night. How y'all doing tonight? Woo! Yo, I love black people. Give yourself a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> this is beautiful. All this, mm. I love Brooklyn. So Kevin and I, like I just said, go way back, but I wanted to bring Kevin here tonight to just have a intimate conversation with all y'all, right? Um, I was thinking, what was I gonna title, you know, the podcast, the live experience when we do post-production V? And I sat right here at the bar, I was doing a tasting with Lyra. Hey, boo. And I was like, oh, what are we gonna name this? And um, the topic came to mind at the bar and it was, when life happens. Hmm. And I was like, okay, Lord, I don't know where this is going, but I trust it. And a lot of times we are our best, happiest, fullest selves when everything is going great. We got money in the bank. Our family is happy. You in love. You bought a new car, got a new job. Your parents are good. You're traveling the world. Yes. And then life happens. Yes. <laughs> and then something happens that puts your life in halt. Then you lose that job, or you lose that loved one, or your husband gets up and leaves, or the money you just invested in that business was just wiped out in some sort of Ponzi scheme. Life happens. So how do we manage when life happens? So Kev, I wanted to bring you on so we could talk about that. And it's so multi-layered, right? It is, it is. So when was the last time life happened to you? Oh man, so like Jamie said, uh, my father was kind of like a big man in the community. He founded Sesame Flyers International. Uh, for those of you that don't know Sesame Flyers, you probably know Sesame Carnival, 13-time uh, champions of Labor Day Carnival uh, here in Brooklyn. And, and thank you. Uh, and, and, and so uh, the, the organization is, has been about institutionalizing our culture, right? Um, and, and, and so with that, uh, about, about a year ago, he passed away on uh, July 28th. We lost him unexpectedly. Um, before he passed away, he kind of brought me back home, if you will. And in, in doing that, uh, he allowed me to, uh, with the current executive director, his name is Curtis Nelson, um, create a program. And the program was called Legacy Vision 150. So the concept is to have 150 revelers on the parkway, uh, not just shaking the bamsi and whining, but like doing actual choreography on the parkway which is something that you, you, you see sometimes. You might have five or six dancers, not 150, right? So we, we, we put this amazing project together and about a month into it, my father passes. So in, in looking at that, like, what do you do? The first side of that is that as a, a, a Caribbean man, you know, you just like, you just gotta go. Kev, you all right? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. 
You are? I'm good. I'm good. That's what you, you just say. So the first thing that you're taught to do is to put your feelings and emotions aside and get the job done, right? So in that process, um, Jamie was like my father's like daughter that he never had. Like she used to come over to the house. She used to fix food for him. Like it was, it was sickening but loving at the same time. <laughs> He, I, I have a sweet hand, you know. Yeah. She's like, how's Mr. McEwen? <laughs> I was like, why don't you call him? You know, but it was, it was love. It was love, you know? And, and so um, when he passed, uh, you know, it, it, it was rough. And um, just going through the process, uh, Jay would call and check up on me when she could find me because I was all over the place, in and out of the country and everything. So let's go back a bit. Um, yeah. Dad passes away, and people are asking, how are you doing? And you're like, I good. Mm-hmm. I did, I did. I good. Why do we always put up that front instead of saying, I'm not okay? I'm not okay. Come over. Give me a hug. I need to be held. So I, I, I can't speak for all men, but I can speak for myself. You don't want to appear weak. You don't want to appear vulnerable. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Because vulnerability is not weakness. Yes. There's power exactly. in vulnerability. Yep. And I think that's where we need to have a culture shift, especially in mm -hmm. our African-American, Caribbean-American community. Yeah. Where men think that if they show any sign of emotion or you know, loving emotion or soft emotion, that they're mm -hmm. weak. Yeah. How are you trying to debunk that? Or are you? Trying to debunk that? Oh, that's, so, that's such a layered question. I know. You're so, <laughs> so, so there's a number of different things. Um, I, like, I love working with young people. Um, uh, I love my dad, but I have to be honest in the sense that when I was younger, he wasn't really around too much. It's the truth. I'll tell you straight up. The, the, the way that I used to have to spend time with my dad was to go to Sesame Flyers on the weekend. Just to give you... Because he was that much into the culture that he was always spending time there. So in order to spend time with him, that's where I would go because I used to run a Saturday program for kids. So in that context, I, like I always grew up like, okay, so if I met a young person and they came to me and wanted advice or just wanted a shoulder to cry on, I know what I wanted to do and provide for them. So to that, to that effect, that's where I, I work with kids. That's why I'm a professor at Queensboro Community College, just to give back. Um, I'm also a teacher at the Gloria E. School of Performing Arts in Hempstead, New York, um, and I'm doing the work at Sesame. The larger part of your question is, is understanding what mentorship is and what being an elder is. Um, I'm 42 years old. I'm going to be 43 in November, um, but I fully recognize that my ascension into elderhood started about a good seven years ago, right? So what does that mean? You gotta be able to provide an example, but in setting that example is this with everything that you live day by day. You said something just now, I wanna circle back. So sure. you are, and not just you, but anyone else who's in the capacity of being a leader or a mentor or standing in the gap or being you know, responsible for other people, what do you do when you're depleted because you keep having to give to others, you keep having to show up for others, you keep having to be there for others, you keep having to take care of others. Who's taking care of you? My baby. My woman. Um, yeah, Put yo, your hands so, together for all the women so, that be looking out for their men and their girlfriends. I promise, I promise I wasn't gonna go too into my relationship, but this is very important. So, going back to when my father passed away. Hold on a second. I remember when he didn't have a woman, yeah, okay? Yeah, she would be there. And this woman came out of nowhere, and now it's like, <laughs> he kisses the ground, she walks on, he was yeah. like praying, Lord, send me a woman. <laughs> but I had to be ready, friends. I had to be ready. That's, I had to be ready to receive true. what she had to give to me, and even that's to this true. day, I'm still Working getting ready, <laughs> right? So, oh, man, when, when, when my father passed, um, I was into the second year of my relationship, and um, when he passed, just to tell you how like fast my life was, he passed on a Saturday. That next Wednesday, we had a tribute to him at the clubhouse on Church Ave. That 
Saturday afterwards, I went back to DC to sell my house. And then that next week, I was on a plane taking, leading a trip of young people to Uganda in East Africa. So if you could imagine that happening in like two weeks, um, my woman held me down. She was taking my father's wife to look at places for the funeral. She was calling me every single night when I was in the continent, like checking on me, making sure that I'm good. Like, like by the time I got back, everything was together. And that's like... You are very, yo, very blessed. Put yo, your hands together listen. for the woman in his life. Yeah, so she, she really held me down. I wanna say this, you are so blessed that there are a lot of people that don't have that. Yeah. They're, oh my God. My God, I love you. <laughs> this is my girlfriend from high school. She came from Trinidad. Oh hey. my gosh. Shalana is here from Trinidad. <laughs> oh my God. Nice. So, I haven't seen you since high school. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. That's love. That's love. That's I'm love. I'm so sorry. Oh my God, that's amazing. But, but I want to acknowledge this as much as you are acknowledging your woman. Mm -hmm. What do you do in a situation or an instance where you don't have that support? I think a lot of times we shut down. Mm -hmm. Back to, I okay? How you feeling? I good. Yeah, I good. Yeah. You all right? Yeah, man. You need anything? Nah, I good. But Jay. Stop lying. Real quick. I, I want to touch on something. So the first part about me and, and the trauma that I had to deal with was uh, having a woman that had my back. But that woman also got me into therapy. That yes. part. Yo, she was. When I got back, when after the funeral, she was like, listen, if. We gonna make this work. You yes. gotta go to therapy. So I was like, you gonna get tested. You gonna go to therapy. Yeah, yeah. So that's really tested. that's really important. Get and so, check. so Jeez. even to this day, even to this day, like I go to my therapist once a week. Y'all need is, to support that. Grow. This black man goes to a therapist once a week. A lot of black men need therapy. No, I had to. I had to because the the thing is, when you like, yo, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No, you depressed. You heavy. You, 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 you in a room full of people, but you feel like you by yourself, you know? So, so, but how do we as men, Caribbean men, deal with all of that? We don't. So we'll smoke some weed. We go, let, you know, don't, 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 listen, don't, don't put down smoking some no, no, weed. I'm not, I'm not putting it down, but, but what it does is that, you know, you try to find stuff. To, to kind of so uh, yeah all right so we know? numb we numb we 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 find different outlets some women use retail therapy as numbing okay and by the time they get the the receipt after they get a sticker shot mm -hmm. I know some of y'all heard that in your spirit deep down you're like yes <laughs> <laughs> some people numb by drinking alcohol yeah. some people numb by fetting mm -hmm. some people actually numb by going to fets because they don't want to be home alone, but they'll be around people, people they don't really like, but they know they can have a drink, they can dance, but by the time they go home, they have to pick that shit back up. We yep. numb. Mm -hmm. We need to, and this is why I have this podcast, and I'm really imploring that each and every one of you become agents of Jay by the time you leave here, because there's some people you'll talk to until they're blue in the face, they ain't gonna listen to you, but they might listen to me. You might send them an episode, and it might resonate with their spirit, and be like, oh shit. I need mm -hmm. to do something. We need to be more honest, but outside of being honest, we need to create safe spaces for yeah. people to be honest. And so many times people have shared their vulnerability and their truth and had that thrown back in their faces. That is so destructive. It's so harmful. It's so hurtful. So especially our men. Because when a man comes to you and he pours out his heart, you're like, oh my God, he just told me all this. And then he throw it back in his face to make him feel a kind of way. Now he's not gonna come to you. Now he's not gonna open up. Now he shuts down. Yep. So we need to create safe spaces for each other, for our children. And y'all know I talk about Mimi Bless all the time. I love my kid. You need to create safe spaces for your nieces, your nephews, your sons, your daughters. They may not be able to go to their mother, but they can come to you. And when they come to you, they should be able to get the proper advice and support. You're doing that with the kids that you take care of as a dancer, as a dance teacher, as a dance dad. <sighs> don't you get annoyed when people are like, so when they're going to have a child? You don't get annoyed? Yeah, I do. Does anyone get annoyed when people <laughs> walk up to you? So when you're having your child, oh, 
You, you too? Yeah, I see so, you, exactly. So when we have exactly. babies, mind your fucking business. Like, yo. But it's the real shit. Y'all need to stop doing that. Because you do not know people's personal issues of why they do not yet have a child. It could but, be a personal choice. And that's where I'm at. It's, it's, it's just a personal choice. And, and, and people get shamed for it being a personal yeah. choice. How do you mean you don't want no children? Mind your fucking I wanted to travel the world instead of having kids. You can't do that with kids. Like, well, you can, but it's a lot easier to do yeah. it without children. And there's no shame in that. Or some people cannot have children. Let's talk about that. And yeah. it's not only the women. So some of us, our eggs are very well fertile. We got them. But our partners ain't really shooting with a full, like, and it's real. And I'm not saying it to be funny, but this is real. So when we talk about Fertility issues, it's not just a woman issue. Yo, you know what? I got I gotta say, I gotta say one thing about this woman. So you see, you see the person that's on the stage, which I don't see much is how awesome a mother she is. Right? So I I was sitting at home probably about what, two weeks ago, I think it was, and like I found these old pictures of Jamie, like when like Mimi was like in her arms, and I was like, yo, son, look at these pictures I found. So I sent it to her, she put it up on Facebook. And, and so, so like I've literally known her since Mimi was like this big, you know? And so now she got a big child, child taller than me, jeez, you know? But if you ever see on, um, on Instagram or her social media, she refers to her daughter as her good fruit, right? So, so that's very important because of the fact that what we tend to do um, and this is just being real, like sometimes we don't necessarily get all the love that we need in the houses we come up in. So we have to be very careful that we don't repeat trauma and pass trauma onto our kids. This woman right here, the work that she's doing, yo, her daughter's gonna be a force. She already is a force, you know? So I, I just wanna salute you in, in the work that you're doing and the work that you, you, you're doing to elevate not just the community, but yourself and your good fruit. Ashe. You know, so I'm just proud of you. I'm I so proud you. of you. Give a round of applause. Sorry. Give a round of applause. Put your hands together for Kevin. Put your hands together for Kevin. In my head. So does anyone have anything they'd like to say, add? Okay, go ahead now. Um, by the way, can I have a devil dick, please? Thank you. <laughs> No, that, that ass. Like, may I have a... Yes, please. It's the only dick I'm going to get, so can I... Thank you. Hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm Heidi. <laughs> hi, Heidi. Everyone say hi, Heidi. Hi. Have some manners. Thank you. <laughs> Recently, it was brought up that sometimes we confuse unhappiness with depression. I wanted to know what your thoughts were on that. Sometimes people think you just, if you're not happy all the time and you slip into this place, then you're suddenly depressed. So you're saying that a lot of people confuse being unhappy in the moment for depression? Yes. Okay. So again, I'm not a mental health um, professional, but I am a mental health advocate. And depression comes in various forms, okay? If, if the person that you see has a high frequency of unhappy moments, then they're more inclined to be having depressive moments as well, okay? It's normal for us to be upset, angry, sad, going through a grieving process. That's a process, okay? If someone is sad over a period of two weeks and more, and you see that their habits are changing, they're not calling you, they become withdrawn, their, their habits are, you know, either they're becoming too out there or too withdrawn, it's either an extreme, right? That's when you know someone is going through a depressive state. People are sad, that's often, give them some space. If you realize after three days, four days, five days, two weeks, there's a problem. Okay, um, but be alert. If you see someone being sad, and I say this all the time, don't ask people, are you okay? They will instantly say, I'm good. I'm not gonna ask you if you're okay. I know you're not okay. My spirit is telling me that something is wrong, something is not altogether right. I'm not gonna ask you if you're okay. I'm not gonna let you shut down. So I'm hoping that I could teach you these skills. Say, what can I do for you? 
can we go out for lunch? Are you available this weekend? I want to meet up with you. I haven't seen you in such a long time. Because when you start asking people those questions, you put them on the defense. And they are going to shut down. They're not going to respond. They're going to hold in. So again, creating safe spaces. I appreciate that question, Heidi. Thank you very much. And I'm not happy. I just have depressive moments, but I'm, I'm doing OK. Show when the dick comes, I'll be better. But you're right. Listen, dick makes you happy. Good dick. Good, healthy, mentally stable, death free, no drama, no baby mama day makes you so happy. Steph, do you have a question? Can we give Steph the microphone? She's like, why? I actually do not have a question at all. Um, I was just taking in everything that was going on. Jay, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I Mama. thank you for using your platform the way that you're doing. Um, Kevin, I just want to thank you so much for your honesty and your vulnerability for sharing um, for all of the men that are listening. It is important for them to see a man of color that looks like them, that they can relate to, to understand that therapy is definitely a good man, uh, definitely a good thing. There are a lot of men in our communities that are suffering in silence. Yes. The rate of suicide is increasing yes. um, at alarming levels um, in our community of our young black youth as well. There's a crisis happening right now between yes. the ages of five and 12 with suicide. So the work that you are doing with our youth is so needed. This platform in my head, I love it. I love this conversation. Y'all put your uh, hands together for Steph. She has an organization called The Totality of a Woman. And you're doing your work with our ladies. And Steph is also like the publicist to many celebrities, but we ain't gonna call no names. She's here as a force in our community doing work on mental health. I love you guys. I just, I just, I just want to say that. something real quick. So in my dance company, I work with young women from the Caribbean. And one of the, the, the things that was really shocking is that when we began it, it was around the Me Too movement. And I had this young lady come up to me. She was like, Kevin, thank you for what you're doing in dance. Um, I stopped dancing three years ago. And I was like, why you stopped dancing? She was like, because one of the people that I used to dance with raped me, right? So I was like, damn, that was heavy for me. But then um, when we, you know, we create a safe space and dance, like all of these women, young women between the ages of 18 and 23 had similar stories. So then what we ended up doing, I felt like as a man, what can I do to support them in this Caribbean community? Because how do Caribbean men support women like that? There's been so many times when young women are told, well, mommy, somebody just touched me. Well, don't worry about it. It happens to all of us. That's so, that generational trauma yeah. that gets passed on. So what I had to do, it, we like we 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 put I, I had them put that work into choreography. And we we made this piece called Daughters of the Moon. And 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 in that piece, um, each of the young women tell their story through the choreography. You know what I mean? And so when we when we premiered it last year in October, they invited their families out, families that had never heard these stories. And mothers were crying in the audience. Sisters, aunties were crying. People in the street was crying. So there's definitely a lot of work that we have to do. But I think the fundamental place is that we got to definitely, like Jamie said, create safe spaces in order for people to start healing from this stuff. The, the safe spaces are absolutely important. And like I said, I applaud you for creating this safe space through In My Head. That's what we pride ourselves on doing as well. And we need more of these safe spaces for our men, right? We need them for our men. We need them for our children. We just launched Totality Kids, and we actually just launched Totality Men as well because Powerful. although women attempt suicide two times more than men, men are the ones that are succeeding and following through. So mm. thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you, Steph. I appreciate that. Woo! When we talk about um, trauma, rape is trauma. They say that one in every three women has experienced some sort of sexual trauma in her lifetime. One in three. Look how many women are here. So every time you count, listen. I'm not going to ask you to raise hands. I'm not going to put you on the spot like that. But y'all understand that, that a lot of us have gone through some sort of sexual trauma, inappropriate touching, being grabbed in a fet, being called out your name. 
being touched by an uncle or your mother endured that and then it just went down the generational lines. This is real life shit. Uh, the mic is on the floor. Shar has it. Anyone has a statement or a question? Don't be shy. Yo, can someone give Laurel the microphone? Go all the way down there. Big bushy hair with a mustard top on. She had, and her mouth just dropped open. I'm just putting y'all on the spot since y'all just want, like, get the fuck out of here. Y'all don't get this microphone. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hi, Laurel. Hi, everyone. Hi. Nice to see everyone come out, even though the weather was kind of crappy today. Why'd you have to put me on the spot? Yeah, man? I'm You're gonna do that to a lot cry. of people tonight. <laughs> so I just wanna say that I am so proud of you. Thank you. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be in therapy right now. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be moving out of New York after the last 11 years of struggle. Wow. <laughs> As I was telling my cousin on the drive here, I made a lot of changes, changed my car, you know, just made a complete move. And hopefully this will be a new, happier move for me, being a happier person, healthy mentally. My job, I'm looking into changing as well because being a flight attendant dealing with these passengers, just, y'all just, just don't understand. Like, you know, it, it takes a lot. Me transitioning has been, it's been a lot. How did I do that for you? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking, was it, it the was, podcast? It was episode two for me. I would say episode two, that's where it really triggered. Wow. It triggered and it's something my cousin had said to me, that's why I brought her as well. Wow. And it was only when you started talking about the stigma that was attached, that's when it hit me like, oh yeah, no. This is me. I went to school for social work. I worked in the funeral industry as a funeral director. I know what it's like dealing with mental health and talking to people about it, but what about me? What about all the things that I go through? What about all the things that I have helped people through, but then when you, you ask that question, you go through your phone and it's like, who can you really talk to? Wow. It, it really just, a lot of things just started to make sense. And then every week I would listen to the podcast and I could get deeper and deeper. I was like, oh yeah, these wow. things are like so, home. So I just want them to know this was not planned at all. This is all spirit nope. right here. Like, I, and this is how I flow. This, I just saw Laurel back there. I'm like, y'all just need to give her the microphone. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. What she was, was gonna yeah, say? Because I didn't speak to you about it. I mean, I've and I haven't number, seen you in a couple of years. And we've known each other for twenty-one years. Yes. So we've known each other for a long time. But I haven't seen you in a few years. So this is just like, wow. Thank so, you. So thank you. I'm proud of you. And I will definitely keep you posted on my transition. Yeah, y'all put like your hands together for Laura. <laughs> Shout out to all the people who are who've taken a step to start therapy. Has that, is anyone needing therapy? Because I got resources for you, so just let me know after. I can hook you up with a doctor, with a therapist, with... Yes, yes, ma'am. All of my doctors are doctors of color. My attorney was here. One of my attorneys, he's left uh, of color, okay? Like, I support... We in a business owned by people of color, okay? Make sure you circulate your dollars in our community, all right? Don't make me call somebody. I'm gonna just come down and just put this microphone up. Oh my God, no, who, who do I wanna speak? Who do I wanna speak? Oh, Candy. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them where you came from. Boston. You drove all the way down from Boston. Yep, I took the day off work, me and my boyfriend. We took a day, I've been extremely busy. Saw Coney Island and just took some time off and wanted to spend some time with you as I told you I would. So tonight is the first time I'm meeting Candy ever. I love and appreciate you. You deserve so much more. Wow. And this is when you know people love and support you. Tell me what you love most about the podcast. I would say your realness. You just keep it real. You keep it real and honest and open and your transparency is what just makes it what it is. I appreciate you too. 
Wow, boy, y'all. They trying to make me cry up in this. Heidi's crying. That's just her allergies. <laughs> I would like to say special thank you to Savi Bistro. Make some noise, guys. Special thank you to Team J Blessed. I love you guys. Make some noise for my team. <laughs> special thanks to each and every person that listens to In My Head, the live experience. What? Thank you so much, guys. Have a great night. Woo! All right, it's time to party. DJ, drop my tune. I'm gonna drink my drink. Uh-huh. Jeep don't run with lion. Snake don't swing with monkey. I can't talk for too long. Got too much gold to try on. 